Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. We hope that you and your family are doing well and that you're staying safe and healthy. I'm your host, Scott Spees, and we are coming to you today from the campus of Dallas Christian College as we continue in our series of podcasts that are taking a look at current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. And in this episode, we're going to continue in a topic that we started last week on the theology of work, and we're going to focus really in on this idea of calling and what it means to have a calling, and and many of you may be listening and you're wondering what your calling is. And so I hope that uh, today we'll be able to to address some of those questions. Uh, Sharing his expertise in this area is the chair of our uh, Bible department here at Dallas Christian College, Dr. Mark Kalin. And as always, we're pleased to have the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast facilitating our discussion, and that's Mr. Mark Worley, the Vice President of Institutional Advancement. So Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you continue in our discussion on calling and the theology of work with Dr. Halen. Yeah, Dr. Halen, last time was so good, and and there's so many questions that, that came up as a result of uh, theology of work and especially calling. We talked about DCC's mission statement that we educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. I, I think it's interesting that some people that might be listening, I mean, they might be like 50 or 55, you know, midlife and going, hey, I missed the calling. I didn't get the tap on the shoulder. I mean, something went wrong here. And how do I find my calling? You also have, as Scott said, you've got like 18-year-olds who come to Dallas Christian College who are going, hey, what is my calling? Or or does that change? How does that change? I I like uh, a quote that you had uh, from Frederick Buechner. He says, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. So let's talk about this idea of calling and okay do i stumble upon that does god shine a light from heaven uh you know it's like you hear angels singing and you're going yeah that's it i finally found my calling talk to us a little bit about this idea the biblical the theological concepts of calling okay well i think they're they're there are many, many ideas swirling around here that, that uh, we have to uh, keep in mind. Uh, last, last episode, we talked about uh, general calling and particular or external calling. And I think it's important for believers especially to understand that the first step in finding an external calling, a particular calling, is to be attending to the general calling. Living, living as God's man, living as God's woman, living as God's child, living as God's teenager, uh, to pursue life with him. Uh, because we hear God when we are relating with God, when we are engaging with God. So I think the first step in finding an external, a particular calling is to be engaged in general calling. Full, wholeheartedly uh, trying to be the person that God calls you to be. When it comes to your particular calling, which, which we can define that as tasks or purposes that God has for you as a specific person. 
the general calling is, is what he desires of all his people. He desires of all believers that we love, love our neighbor as ourselves, that we proclaim the name of Jesus. He, he desires that of all believers. But what does he want specifically from me? Um, and in that regard, a particular calling, I think it's, it's helpful to make a distinction uh, that some people will have what, what some theologians of work have called missional calling, and then there's this other type of calling that's very specialized called direct calling. Missional calling is the main contribution God wants you to make to the kingdom of God with your life. Okay? And, and as we said last week, that may be in something that, using the sacred secular terminology distinction, might be in a secular field, that we are taking ownership of this sector of the legal world, the legal profession, this sector of the education world as an elementary school teacher. I am claiming this classroom for God, and people are going to be loved by a loving teacher, a godly teacher in this room, and they are going to learn the wonders of God's world in this room because I am claiming this classroom as, as an outpost of the kingdom of God. That's what missional calling is about. And, and it's, it's important for us to realize that missional calling may not be a paid career. Sometimes you are blessed. I'm blessed to live out my missional calling and get a paycheck for it. But not all missional callings come with a paycheck. And, and it's, that's important. That's important. Sometimes God calls us to things that we don't get paid for, but he has a sneaky way of providing for us. He puts us, he gives us jobs, he takes care of us so that we can eat and we can have roofs over our head so that we can then love the world and do our missional calling, which may be in a church setting. You know, I, you know, I think of people who have basically you know, been like the youth minister in a small rural congregation that could never afford a staff member to do that. But they've been the youth minister for 20 years now, okay? And they're doing their missional calling because that's what gets them up. That's what drives them. That's what excites them. Uh, it's also important to realize that sometimes we live out our missional calling in contexts where we don't even think about it being part of our missional calling. There are that direct calling thing is, I think, what most people are looking for. I got bad news. doesn't happen that often. Mm-hmm. We, we, are, we are somewhat led to th- think that it might, like, always happen because we have these stories about direct callings in the Bible. You know, Moses is out there burning bush. Burning okay? bush, yeah. uh, Gideon's out there threshing grain. You know, he gets a calling. Uh, Peter and Andrew, James and John, they're going about their occupation, and Jesus says, come, follow me. But let's just run the statistics on that. How many Hebrews were there at that time? (laughs) Okay, How many Israelites are there in the time of Jesus? How many Israelites are there 
in the time of Gideon. If you just run the stats, that tells you direct callings are very rare. Uh, direct callings, when they do occur, are, are, are when God basically says, I want you to do this, this very specific thing. And those direct callings could be time and space limited. You know, God says, I'm going to put you here for five years, and then I'm going to do something else with you. I'm going to have you do this thing because I need this thing done for eight years. And then I'm going to move you somewhere else. Many times your direct calling comes out of your missional calling. It may just simply be an assignment within. But with direct calling, there's, there's, there's usually some sort of experience that says God was saying, this is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to do it. And when it was done, there was some sort of indication from God in time, circumstance, possibly even an audible voice even, that said, it's now time to do something else. Mm -hmm. Most of us want direct callings. It doesn't happen that often. So we, per we pursue our general calling, and then we seek our missional calling. So I guess the next natural thing to ask is so how do I figure out <laughs> how do I figure out what my my calling is well yeah I, you know yeah. I was thinking about that mark because you know there's some that again you know, there's so many books out about the second half and you know how do you make mm -hmm. li your life count and and a lot of times I think it's those books mm -hmm. that are for uh, the those of us maybe who hit a wall and go mm -hmm. I think I missed it somehow I missed the calling okay well let me let me let me throw out a, a book that I'll recommend to our listeners. Uh, Doug Koskela, K-O-S-K-E-L-A, has a book called Calling and Clarity, Discovering What God Wants for Your Life. Now, to, to, to be full disclosure, Koskela works in a college environment, and most the audience he really has in mind I believe are young adults, but that doesn't negate much of what he says. It, you know, just because you know you're far from young adult doesn't mean that there's not some things in it and many things in it, I should say, that are very helpful. But as he talks about features, he he gives a list of of features of missional calling that I think actually help us to figure out how you figure out your calling. Uh, he says, missional calling generally aligns with your gifts. Yeah. So one of the things to look, to think about as you think about your gift, or think about your calling, is to think about what are your gifts. Now, you know, we mentioned last episode, Romans 12, 1 you know, right. Corinthians 12, and 1 Peter 4 passage. Remember that those aren't exhaustive listings. They're not uniform, so they must not be exhaustive. And so there are other giftings that God has. And look to your what most people might call your abilities, your talents or your abilities. Theologically, you know, I've, I've heard people ask the question, okay, you know, you know, what's the difference between a spiritual gift and a talent? And I'm like, did God give my personality to me? Did God give everything that I'm capable of? And I think the answer to that question is yes. So thinking theologically, 
Whatever talent and ability I have is an aspect of spiritual gifting. Mm -hmm. Even people who do not acknowledge God have been given gifts by God. And so therefore we who do believe and know where our talents, our abilities, our personality, your, your personality is part of your gifting. Okay, because you're wired for certain things to do exactly. things certain exactly. ways. So that's part of your gifting. Analyze that. Analyze that. Then, missional calling usually involves something that we're passionate about and that gives us joy. You know, the Beekner quote, where your deepest joy and the world's deepest hurt meet. Now, I always like to throw this in when we, people talk about their passion. The English word passion comes from a Greek word, which means to suffer. I think we mistakenly think of passion as something that I enjoy a lot. No, your passion is something you're willing to suffer for. Would you do this even if it hurt? Even if there's opposition? We, you know, when Jeremiah talks about trying to hold back the word of God, and yet there's this fire in yes, his bones, burns within him. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not passionate. You're not passionate about uh, basketball if you're not willing to sweat it out in the gym, and to stand at free throw line and practice free throws for two hours. Don't tell me you're passionate about it if you're not willing to do that. What are you passionate about? What, what brings you great joy? And it brings you so much joy that you'd even be willing to suffer to do this because you have the sense that you were made for this. It's also important to remember that, as with everything, figuring out your calling is going to take significant time. It's going to take significant prayer. And it's going to take significant communal involvement. Figuring out your gift is not something you do. It's something you do in the company of others. Listen to other people who tell you things about you. Listen to other people who tell you that you impact their life positively because you have this, because you are capable of doing this. Uh, my calling, I was helped by many people who kept telling me things, and I had to shut up long enough <laughs> about the plans yeah. I already had, and I had to listen to them mm. before I could understand, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this is what my calling is. And, and that, uh, that leads to... Remember that your missional calling is lived out in many ways in your life, not just through paid work. So you may be struggling going, I don't know what my calling is. You may already be in it. It's just that you're looking for a paid career, and you're trying to figure out what's this thing that I'm supposed to get a paycheck for, and it may be that you're already in it. It may be that your calling is simply to nurture small children, beginning with your own. Hmm. And then when you go to the church, you're with small children. That's what God has for you. Maybe someday, I don't know, maybe you'll run a daycare. Maybe you'll work in a daycare. Maybe you won't. It's still your calling. It's still your calling. And, and it, it's important to understand that 
that then any direct calling we might get will flow out of that usually. And we may get different assignments in our missional calling. Uh, and, and, and that's part of the, the job change thing or just to rec recognize it's time to do something else thing. And there, there's why it's important to always be in community, always be in prayer, always be in scripture, and be attentive to what's going on around you. You know, Mark, that's really good because, uh, again, there are seasons. You know, uh, there, there's just, and a friend of mine recently really struggled with that because the seasons were changing. And he, he had been a worship leader and many traveled and done. Well, he didn't get as many calls and didn't get as many opportunities. And he felt like, man, my life is over. No, no, that's just a season. And you just need to keep your eyes open to where God is moving you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm 61. And uh, I'm doing a lot of thinking about this because when my father was 62, my father was an accountant. And when he was 62, he and mom took early retirement. And they joined the staff of my alma mater, Johnson Bible College, now Johnson University. Uh, he ran the bookstore, and mom worked in the kitchen. And uh, everybody in my home church, he'd been a leader in church for years. Everyone in my home church thought they were crazy. He worked for 18 years. He took early retirement so he could work another 18 years wow. for, for Johnson. And uh, they, they stopped working only because my mom had some health problems. Dad probably could could work many more years doing what he did there, and so now that I'm 61, I, you know, I've been I've been keeping my eye out you know through the windshield and on the rearview mirror, both <laughs> at the same time in the side mirrors, uh, going okay. Do you have something? Do you have something big for me, like you had for Dad? I don't think there's going to be this big big you know geographical change where you know that's a good thing yeah that's yeah. a really good yeah. thing but i am seeing that suddenly i'm having opportunities uh that are expanding me into the local church i'm doing some writing projects and uh things with compass academy uh uh working with dcc with that 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 are reattaching me even more deeply than i already was in in doing my calling in the context of the local church. And I think that's God saying, okay, it's now time to, to kind of go back to where you started because my first teaching that I ever did was in the local church. So, yeah, And I think sometimes we, we, we simply don't open our eyes and see, you know, what God has called us to or what our life has been and done. Uh, I can remember, you know, being midlife, crisis type mm -hmm. of thing and then i look back and i'm like nah if i died tomorrow it'd be okay i mean you know it's a pretty good run i mean wow we, and I, I remember acts 13 36 when david had fulfilled god's purpose in his own generation he fell asleep and man when we when we do that missional fulfill that missional calling you're so right man our life is so fulfilled and I think it's important that you take care of what's in front of you because God, God gifts people and he calls people and he's in charge of that. And we are called not to be successful, we are called to be faithful. Mm -hmm. And so 
Be faithful with the thing that's right in front of you and trust God, trust God with the results. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We, we all know people who have missed the opportunity in front of them because they're always looking for, well, it's that the, the grass is always greener, but it's, well, if, if I can only lead worship here or if I could only preach here or if I could only do that, well, why don't you, you do what, what you're supposed to be doing now? Yeah. And and maybe that will prepare you for that next season. Yeah, we have this. We're, we're bent on doing this great thing for God, where God is calling us to do small things for Him, because He's in a volume business. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I love it. I I really love this idea of general calling, and we don't have time to go on this now. You, you know, Mark and Mark and I, and, and even Bruce, in previous saltines programs we've talked a lot about identity and i think there's this huge confusion of my identity is so wrapped up in my work mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to in my calling of who god has has called me to be yes. and, and I, I think that when we attend to that first really the work is kind of kind of secondary to that you know and i and i'm i'm willing as you said i'm willing to suffer because i am passionate about this or that, and and it may not pay as great as something else, but uh, my identity's not necessarily in my job; it's in my relationship with God, and that's that's a whole different yeah. <laughs> podcast. I know. Before we cut out, let me give another book book recommendation. Uh, one of the best books on the theology of work anywhere done by anybody is a book by Timothy Keller. Mm-hmm. Timothy Keller, every good endeavor. Every good endeavor connecting your work to God's work. That's awesome. Great. Excellent. Dr. Halen, thank you. I hope you have enjoyed these past two podcasts, uh, this one, and then, of course, the previous one on the theology of work. Be sure to check those out, share them with your friends. Uh, again, as always, if you want to learn more about the way we are helping to educate and mentor students to engage in their calling here at Dallas Christian College, you can do that by going to our website at www.dallas.edu. Pray you have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dallas Leadership Podcast. Take care and be safe.